You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul gives us an insight here. I want to read verse 13. It says, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. You know, we've been, we've been praying the word. We've been declaring the word. And it's important for us to know that these words are not the words of men. Amen. These are the words of God. Amen. The moment you start approaching the word of God as though it's just an information manual, I'm telling you, you lose the power. You need to approach it as it is in truth, the Word of God. You need to receive it as the Word of God. And you need to act upon it as though God were speaking physically to you. All right? Amen. Mm. The interesting thing is that when you get to heaven, you'll find out that they are also using the word in heaven. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been to heaven, but I've heard many people talk about their heavenly experiences. And one of the things is that everybody in heaven quotes the word of God. They quote the word of God. They quote the scriptures. So if it, is, if it is being quoted in heaven, why shouldn't we do the same here? Now we don't just treat it. I know the enemy has attacked the scriptures so much and um, attacked it. Why? So that he can um, stop us from having faith in the word. Because that's what God confirms. He confirms what? His word. He does not confirm your opinion. He does not con confirm uh, the word of your professor. <laughs> he confirms his word. That's where his commitment is. To his word. Right? And not only should you believe the word. You need to also believe that the word is working. It is working in you. So when you take it, when you receive it, it starts working. It starts working in you. I have seen it many times. From my experience, I see people, and I see that when they consistently receive the word, I have seen how their lives have changed. Amen. A lot of times, you don't even know that you are changing. But a lot of times, I can tell. Yeah, I can tell that you are changing. Amen. 
And that's when, it is when you receive the word, as you should, that it now becomes effective in you. So if there are areas of your life where you feel you are deficient, one of the things I would advise you to do is to locate the scriptures that address that area. Okay? Locate scriptures that address that area and begin to feed on that. Begin to feed on that because that's God speaking to that area of your life. That is God speaking to that area of your life. So when you begin to apply it, it begins to work effectively in you. It only works in those who believe. It does not work in everybody. That's why everybody can come to church, but not everybody can be changed. Yeah. There are even preachers who are preaching the word, but the word that they are preaching does not change them. Yeah. So we want to be careful not to fall into that, that category. All right? So I like what Paul is saying here. For this reason, we thank God without ceasing. So he's always giving thanks to God. Just the thought of it, he's always thankful. I thank God for these guys. And he does not stop thanking God. Why? He says, because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, when they receive the word, the way they received the word, they welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as the word of God. So that's something to be thankful for. Do you know, it is very frustrating for someone to spend, to labor in the word, come and deliver the word, and the word is not received. Oh, the word is just seen as, ah, come on, you know, just one of those things. No. It should be received as the word of God, not as the word of men. And that is the word that effectively works in us. Come on, the word works in me. I don't know about you. I can speak for myself. The word works in me. It is working in me. It is effectively, working effectively in me. Come on. Yes. So if you are dealing with fear, for example, you need to locate a scripture that addresses fear. Take a scripture that addresses fear and start meditating on it. And that word will begin to work in you. To begin to work in you. And I've told you before how to meditate. It's not just you thinking the word. That's part of it, but it doesn't stop there. In the Bible, to meditate has to do with speaking. All right? It has to do with what? Speaking. So, biblical meditation is not the same as transcendental meditation. 
Biblical meditation has to do with speaking. You see that in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. When he says to Joshua, This book of the law shall not depart from where? From your mouth. In other words, you must not stop speaking it. Don't stop speaking what God is saying to you. Keep speaking it. That's part of meditation. That's part of meditation. He says, it shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. So in other words, you speak it in the daytime and you speak it at nighttime. If you want the word to work effectively in you, that is one of the ways to make it work. You speak it at night. You speak it in the morning. You speak it before you go to sleep. You speak it when you wake up. You speak it when you are in the bathroom. You speak it when you are in the car. You speak it when you are jogging. You speak it when you are cooking. You speak it when you are ironing. You speak it when you are playing. Glory to God. That's the key to success. And I know that you don't want to fail. You want to succeed. Yeah. You want to succeed. So don't put the responsibility of your success on God. Take it upon yourself. You shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, who is going to make your way prosperous? Come on. I thought it's God. Huh? You will make your way prosperous. You say, oh God, please make my way prosperous. God is saying, hello, have you read the word? Have you read Joshua 1.8? That's not my responsibility. That's your responsibility. You. We need to start meditating more. He says, then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Come on. I know some people, some people are against prosperity. I don't know what they'll do with that scripture. What are they going to do with that verse? This is God speaking. Hmm? But they're confused between prosperity and greed. Yeah, some, 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 some guys are greedy, but, you know, it doesn't, doesn't take prosperity out of the scripture. It's part of the word of God. All right? Just don't be covetous. Don't go looking at people and start getting jealous of them. Don't be jealous when God blesses people. Don't be jealous when people testify. Yeah, when you do that, you block yourself. So the problem is not that God's word is not powerful. The problem is many times people don't really believe the word of God. People receive it as it is the word of men. No? They receive it as if it is the word of men. I mean, I've heard people say, oh, well, the Bible, you know, this, it's just that book full of, of, full of all kinds of things. People just wrote because they want to uh, control people. 
That's why they put the Bible together. They call it the opium of the masses. No? So you listen to that and you say, okay, why is the devil spreading such information so that he can stop people from having faith in the word of God? Because if he succeeds in making them question the word of God, then he succeeds in keeping them where he wants them. And you don't want that. You want to meditate on the word of God. The word of God must work in your life. I don't know about you. Yes. I want the word to work in my life. I want the word of God to change me. So I have faith in the word. I receive the word as the word from the word of God. Right? And because I receive it as the word of God and I believe, it now begins to work. It's, isn't it interesting how the word work in, worked in Mary? Yes? Let's look at that scripture. St. Luke's Gospel. Chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Verse 28, having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And consider what manner of greeting this was. <laughs> Nobody has ever greeted her like that. Huh? So it, it's, it's concerning. What kind of greeting is this? Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Amen. Come on. How many people have found favor with God? Amen. Yes. And it says, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. It's interesting. Jesus didn't come to establish his own throne. Sometimes we think we have to establish our own. <laughs> yeah? And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Amen. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? So it's okay to ask questions for clarity. It's okay. But not questions out of doubt and unbelief. Questions for clarity is different. Because if you see Zechariah, when Zechariah also asked the angel the question, huh? when chapter 1, still in chapter 1, for uh, 
the angel comes to him and he tells him that he's going to have a son. Now, remember, this guy is old. His wife has gone past menopause. Huh? And Zechariah, verse 18, said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. How am I going to know this? So you see, his own question is different. His question was not for clarity. His question was a question of doubt. And unbelief. It's like, look, my friend, angel, you came late. <laughs> you should have come years ago. How are you coming now? How, how, how can you come now? It's too late. Do you know how old I am? Do you know how old my wife is? How? Okay, how am I going to know this? <laughs> may we not be like this. Amen. When God speaks to us, may we not respond like this. Amen. Huh? And the angel said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and to bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you'll be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place. Because what? You did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Come on. God's word will be fulfilled Amen. in its own time. Amen. It will be fulfilled. Yes. So he says, do you know who I am? Mm. Mm. No, no. Gabriel didn't need to pray to God and ask, what should I do? No, 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 no. He took charge immediately. Yes. He dealt with that unbelief. Mm. He said, do you, do you know I'm Gabriel? Who stands? I stand in the presence of God. I'm not coming from anywhere else. And I was sent to bring this message to you. And you're asking me this nonsense. Huh? He said, okay. No word comes out of your mouth. Until it comes to pass. <laughs> you will be mute. Some people need to be muted. <laughs> Sometimes you put your you are you are trying to you are trying to concentrate. You are in a meeting. You are trying to concentrate. Some people are ping, ping, trying to. You just mute the phone. You just mute it. Come on. And they're there trying, trying. After some time, they get the message. Huh? So God had to put Zechariah on mute. Why? Because of his unbelief. Because of his unbelief. The way we receive the word of God. The way we respond to it. The actions we take after we receive it. Are all significant. They are all significant. So you believe the word. Huh? You receive it. You receive it as the word of God. You believe it. Then you start meditating on it.
then it will come to pass. Glory to God. So let's go back to Mary. Look at Mary. So the angel speaks to Mary. And uh, Mary asks this question, this important question. How can this be since I do not know a man? It's a different question from Zechariah. <laughs> you know, when I was a young Christian, I was confused about the two questions. It's like, but when a man asks a question, God will punish him. <laughs> when a woman asks a question, <laughs> when a woman asks a question, then God, God is, is, is soft on her. That's not fair. <laughs> God loves women more than men. <laughs> I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. So it's not because of that God saw that her question was a legitimate question for clarity. She wanted to understand. But in the case of Zechariah, he was questioning the angel. He was questioning him. You and God, you should have come since. But he didn't realize that everything is working together according to God's plan. God, do you know that even the things that he's doing in your life, they are not in isolation. Amen. They are all connected to greater, there's a greater picture Amen. that your life is fitting into. But you don't fully understand it. But I'm telling you, that's how God works. So to Zechariah, it's just about him and his wife. But to God, it's about preparing the way for Jesus. So John the Baptist has to come six months before Jesus. So if, 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 the, if God had come to Zechariah, let's say, uh, 40 years before, then what is John the Baptist going to do? Because it's not your time for Jesus. Can you see? It's not a time for Jesus. The Bible says, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. In the fullness of time. So God has to arrange everything. God has to bring everything together. He has to bring everything together so that everything can fit in. Even your life is part of a bigger puzzle. It's part of a bigger puzzle. So what he's working in your life is not in isolation. Amen. It's all part of his kingdom agenda. Amen. So that's why we must trust and believe in him. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Can you see? This is now... if. if Elizabeth didn't conceive at the time she conceived. Do you think the angel would be saying this to Mary? No. So according to God's scheme of things, Elizabeth is supposed to conceive six months. 
before Mary. And then the angel is supposed to tell Mary, that one that was called barren, you remember, the whole community has made fun of her. And her name, although her name is Elizabeth, the people called her barren. People are mean. They use your circumstances to define you. That's how people are. So God came to change that story. He came to change that story. And Zechariah could not receive it. So it was not about Zechariah. So he shut his mouth. Hallelujah. May God shut the mouth of some people. People who question God's work in your life. May God make them mute. <laughs> so that by the time it manifests, they will now testify. It's interesting. After, after John was, was born, and, and when he was uh, being named, and they came to Elizabeth, what are we going to call this, this your child? They wanted to call him Zachariah. No, she said his name is going to be John. Where is this name from? Then they come to Zechariah. What are you going to... Of course, the guy cannot talk. The miracle has happened. What are you going to call this child? And he's, he, he, writes on the, he writes on the paper, John. And everybody is surprised. What? Who told him? Immediately, his tongue was loose. And he began to prophesy. May they prophesy after your miracle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. They're the same people that used to call you barren or they used to call you whatever, failure, whatever name they used to call you, are going to testify Amen. because the word will come to pass in its time. In its own time, it shall be fulfilled. Hallelujah. So the angel tells her, Mary, uh, Mary, listen, Elizabeth, your relative, huh? that your auntie, you remember her? She was called barren. Nobody could help her. Now, in six months. You need to go and visit her and see. <laughs> Confirm this. Right? And then, the angel says, for with God nothing will be impossible. Amen. With God nothing will be impossible. That's the God we serve. Amen. Nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. There's no situation God cannot change. Amen. And you need to have faith in that. That's the word of God. Nothing will be impossible. When you face an impossibility, you need to look at that impossibility and say, with God, yes. nothing, you are going to change. Amen. You cannot resist the power of God. Yes. You are going to change by the power of God. Amen. Nothing shall be impossible. There's no impossibility with God. Huh? God is too... He's, he's too He's too full of power to change things. He's poss the possibility working God. That's who he is. And then Mary says, 
Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. That's how to respond. Even when you pray, you need to even take the word of God and say, Lord, this word, I believe this word. Huh? I believe this word. I receive it. Let it be fulfilled in my life. Let it work effectively in my life. Come on. You continue to speak that. You continue to pray that. When you pray, don't just say, God, come on, God. Just turn this thing around. No, 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 no. Take a scripture. (laughs) That's what he uses to work. He uses his word. So use the word as well. Use the word in your prayers. Use the word in your office. Use the word in your house. Use the word on the road. Use the word everywhere you go. Use the word. Use the word. Because even Satan uses it. How much more you? Glory. So the word of God is working. You have received so much. Huh? Up until now, now you need to begin to put it to use. Begin to put it to use. We have been praying. Those scriptures we've been praying through, believe that they are working. They are working in your life. Okay? Don't be moved by circumstances. Because the word comes to pass in its own time. Like I said to you before, every word has its gestation period. Every word has its gestation period. So when you receive it, you need to have that understanding. That I've received it, it is working. It has its gestation period. For Mary, it was nine months. Hmm? But you realize that that nine months was full of all kinds. You know, maybe morning sickness. She wakes up. <laughs> it's the, the word is working. But there is a reaction Amen. that is uncomfortable. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that, 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 that experience does not mean that the word is not working. It does not mean that the word is not working. Actually, it means that the word is working. You see, then as it grows, you know, changes begin to happen. Huh? After a few weeks, something else. And then, depending on her makeup, depending on her body and all of that, people re- respond differently, but it is working. That seed is growing. That seed is growing within her. And a lot of times we've received the word and it is working. But the devil comes and tells you, can you see? If you are really pregnant, why, how come you are having morning sickness? Huh? You see? So if, if, a, if, if a girl does not understand this, she would think, I'm going to die. I think I'm, I'm about to die now. But meanwhile... She goes to the doctor. The doctor says, it's a good thing. What? But this is how I feel. 
I can't even sleep. It's a good thing. Come on. And then as it grows, as it grows, the experience intensifies. Okay, maybe the morning sickness stops, then something else starts. Then there's no position you sit that is comfortable enough. Come on. Huh? <laughs> you cannot, you lie on this side, it's a problem. You lie on this side, it's a problem. Ha! Huh? What is that? It is working. Are you getting my point? And that's what happens exactly with the Word of God that is effectively working in us. So you're feeling that I'm losing my mind. What is going on? It is working. Are you getting it? It is working. So it seems, oh, well, you know, since the Word came, things have gone worse for me. It is working. It is working. Everything is against you now. Now that you got this word, it is working. Hallelujah. You need to believe that. You need to understand that. That's how things work. Both in the natural and in the spiritual. That's how it works. But most of us have this impression that, oh, well, once I conceive, boom, everything will just be normal. Then nine months, poof, baby is out, happy. No, 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 no. Go talk to the doctor. He'll tell you. (laughs) He will tell you. It doesn't work like that. Am I right, doc? (laughs) I've seen my wife go through it three times. So I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I might not have experienced it. But I've experienced the consequences. (laughs) Ah, She wakes up. She says, oh, can you get me this? In the middle of the night. Where will I find this now? (laughs) What kind of life is this? It is working. Hallelujah. It is working. The worst is when it's almost time to deliver. My God. It is a... ah, Not... Everything is wrong. Because I drive like this. Why are you driving like this? You have to... If I enter a pothole... And in Nigeria there are quite significant potholes. (laughs) Huh? If I enter the pothole, it's a problem. How am I, what am I, how am I going to drive now? (laughs) Because everything is uneasy. She's struggling with this thing. And that's exactly what happens. The word of God. Before it comes to pass. You go through all those phases. So go and study the process of a woman who conceives before she delivers. It gives you an idea of the process your miracle takes before it comes to birth. Are you understand me? 
The Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. So oftentimes you can get wisdom by looking at the natural. Then you, you now apply to the spiritual. And you see the ways of God. You understand the ways of God. Hallelujah. The word is working in you. Don't allow anything to make you question the integrity of his word. The effectiveness of his word. Don't allow your feelings to deceive you. Don't allow your environment to deceive you. Don't allow people around you to deceive you. Don't allow your experience to deceive you. It is working. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. How many people have learned something this morning? You will never again be confused Amen. as to whether God is at work in you. Amen. 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 Continue to meditate on the word. Continue to believe the word. Continue to declare the word. Continue to pray the word. Continue to act upon the word. And in the fullness of time, in the fullness of time, you will give birth to that miracle. I don't know what the gestation period for your miracle is, but God knows. God knows. And you need to just trust him. You need to trust him. Hallelujah. We know for children that it is nine months. Huh? But that's, that's in the natural. But in, in the spiritual, we don't know. Some miracles can take nine months. Some can take two weeks. Come on. Some can take longer. But we just need to continue to believe. Continue to trust. And continue to follow. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you thank God for the word of God that is at work in you? Your word is already at work in me. It's working effectively in me. It is working effectively in me. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. That is working effectively in me. Thank you Lord God. I will go through the gestation period. For my miracle. I will not abort it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. I don't want to be like Zechariah. I don't want to be like Zechariah. Who questioned you? Who questioned your word? I don't want to be like that. My Lord and my God. Mighty God. Mighty God. I thank you. Yes. Your word is real. Your word is real. Your word is powerful. Jesus. 
Kola baba 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 baba. Mondele besoro baba 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 baba. Zola baba 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 baba. Mighty God, we give you glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. In First Thessalonians chapter three, the way we started, when as Paul is rounding up that verse, he says of the word of God, he says. The word which also effectively works in you who believe. Hmm. Effectively works in you who believe. That word effective in the Greek is energeo. Which is where we get the word energy from. Hallelujah. So the word of God has energy. You're going to ask for the energy of the word to be released, to be activated. It has to do, it's an operational word. Do you understand? It's, a, it's, 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 a, it's, it's almost like a, um, it's, it's, it's like the physics of the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So you say, you, you want to say, Lord, let the energy of the word, let the operational power of your word be release in my life let it be activated in my life let it be stirred up in my life come on let's pray my lord and my god mighty god let the power let the energy oh let the operational power the active power of your word mighty god let it be released in the name of jesus let it be stirred up. Every word that I have received. Every word that I have received, oh God. Let the power kick in right now. In the name of Jesus. Mika sombro do kustaha. Leke simbra dakata. In the name of Jesus. Let the power in your word. Let the power in your word. Oh God. The power to effect changes. The power to transform. The power to transform. Let it be released in my life. In the name of Jesus. Leka sombra de keto. Kete ketos kenimi sulabaha. Mighty God. We bless your name. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus, the power of God's word. Your word will never be dormant in my life. Come on, somebody say that. In the name of Jesus, the word of God is going to be active in my life. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that the word is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. That word is active. It is active in your life. Let the activity of the word intensify in my life. Come on, let's pray. Lord, let the activity of your word intensify in my life. In the name of Jesus. 
Let the activity of your word increase, intensify in the name of Jesus. My Lord, Jesus, Jesus, my Lord, we thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, for your people. Let your word, let your word be fruitful. In every life here. In the name of Jesus. Let the operation of your word. Oh Father be intensified. Let the effectiveness of your word. Be real. In every life here. In the name of Jesus. I thank you Lord. I thank you Jesus. I bless your name. Your word will never be barren in our lives. Because our hearts are good ground. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for powerful manifestation of your word in our lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.